Okay, so we're not going to cover an episode of Entourage on the podcast this week. Instead, we have a special guest, Entourage alum, Janet Montgomery. Aside from Entourage, you know her from Black Swan, Made in Jersey, and now she stars on the NBC hit series, New Amsterdam. Take it away, fellas. Welcome to another episode of Victory, the podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! Uh, I, wow. Who's shaking up my beers beforehand? You know what? Stock tip, the Dave picked up, stock tip Dave picked up those beers. I opened one and then exploded in my face. I don't know what he's doing. Dave, stock tip. I'm going to have a word with I you, guarantee, bro. I guarantee he's shaking him. He's so pissed he had to drive <laughs> Busey around. He's fucking shaking him. <laughs> for sure. And also, too, I gave him a 20 and the change was a little off, too. We'll have to talk about oh, that. I want to see that receipt. some money, huh? <laughs> also, too, before we go on. Let's wish Kevin Dillon a happy birthday. Oh, oh happy birthday. Uh, I thought you birthday. guys forgot. 39? Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> I can't believe I'm 39. It just snuck up on me. What you are you going to do for your birthday? Uh, I'm going to go to Mastro's nice. Ocean Club. Mastro's in Calabasas? The or? one in Malibu. No, the one in Malibu. Where is it? The Ocean Club. One. Is it on par with the Mastro's? In, uh... Oh, it's the best. But is it the same food? Everything's everything. exactly the same. Right. But the view is unbelievable. I didn't even know there was a Mastro's in Malibu. The one thing it's missing is the Entourage poster by the bathroom. Yep. It's still up, I believe, right? Still there. Still oh, yeah. in Beverly Hills. Sure. Yeah. I hope so. That would be embarrassing. Yeah, we got a poster, <laughs> right? You got swiped out for a succession poster. By the way, reminds, cool. reminds me of a little story. I'm not sure if I've ever told it, but, you know, uh, Kevin Connolly, owner, businessman of Goal, um, he, he, because I deserved it, he names a dessert after me, the Doug <laughs> Ellen chocolate chippy. Okay. Really? So a, now I'm pissed. Uh, I don't have, I don't have any. Dessert. Oh, I don't have anything. Okay. I had, I had. So oh, I, oh, you got, you got eliminated. So let me tell you how it was eliminated or why nobody can, nobody can really give a fucking answer Crazy. to it. But anyway, I'm glad you're going to expose yourself like two this chocolate fans. chip cookies, some <laughs> vanilla ice cream and some chocolate. So it's, it's a specialty that I liked. It was the Doug it Ellen chocolate chippy. might not have been selling. So I wanted a, I wanted to surprise my kids. Now, goal, I don't want you to think I took my kids to a bar. This is also a good restaurant. You can go during the day, watch some sports, eat some food. I wanted to surprise my kids, so I took my kids to goal, where Kevin Connolly's sitting at the bar like fucking Norm all the time. And By the way, it's called the Doug Ellen Chocolate Chippy. The Doug Ellen it? Chocolate Chippy. So I walk in, and I throw the, menus, throw the menus in front of my kids who are, you know, they look, and I'm like, maybe you want a special dessert. They look, they're like, uh, yeah, maybe the chocolate ice cream. I'm like, what about? And I look, it's gone. He never wow. told me. Was he it renamed gave... by someone else? Though? No, I mean... that's the thing. We took all the names. The Doug thinks like we, we not the cons every... chicken strips. Those well, stayed on. Well, yeah, they're still in the computer. Ownership the has its privileges. I mean, yeah. Dude, but Doug is like seriously bummed out. The, 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 yeah. Jay Seals, the manager, says that he, Doug says, you know, Jay. The kids are upset. (laughs) (laughs) And Doug like walked out of the bar and the manager's like, dude, I think Doug's really mad at me about the chippy, about the chocolate. No, I was mad at you. Wait, the chocolate chip, the dessert's still on the menu, but you just took his name off. I wasn't mad at Jay Seeley. I was mad at you. You I said, mean, Jay, the kids are upset. That's my favorite line. Why take his name off? Why not just leave it It on? Listen, there were items that were named after people. That was the the the, the Doug Allen chocolate. I'm chippy. pretty pissed off that I wasn't even ever considered. <laughs> the real question is, what do Kevin Dillon and I have to do today in 2020 to get our names back on the? the we'll get his name on I the. I want menu. a mac I and cheese named after. Is we took everybody's name. We're not everybody. The, huh. the point is, we stopped naming food after people. <laughs> you know, Doug says, "Well, next time when we're shooting at Rock and Riley's, I don't want to hear shit from you guys." I'll have I'll, I'll have my son Lucas call you, who you know since he's three years old, and and you tell him why you took his dad off the menu. He thinks because the show is canceled. The kids are up he's, I thought it was because the show was canceled. I mean, I got to get another show to get my fucking name on the gold menu. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I got, you know, it's funny you said that, but I really wasn't there. But I, I got the call from, like, the GM. Who Doug's was, really upset. And not only that, he's an actor, right? So he's like, of course, he, lo- he loves Doug. And he's like, dude, Doug is, like, flipped out about the chippy. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, he's chippy. fine. He don't give a fuck. Oh, was, yeah, he does, I was man. devastated. Doug, yeah. Doug was really, Doug By was By the way, really it was a bad. great dessert. It was a great dessert. I've never oh, no, ordered it since there. that approach. I won't, I won't order it. A plain, like, chocolate chip cookie with that vanilla ice cream. That sounds boring. That sounds great to me. No, it's Doug just... Ellen chocolate chip. You're like, I'm in. I don't care what it is. I'll get it. So, <sighs> nah, right I don't now, think it was selling. Your I don't think it was What would selling. you want on the goal menu if they... I would want some kind of molten cake. That's what I want, a molten lava cake. molten lava cake. lava cake. All right, I like it. All right, so anyway, while we're talking... We could name a taco after you guys on Taco Tuesday. 
I, I, I would like I'm it. Right, I mean, I'd rather, right. I'd rather yeah, a dessert. I, I should be spicy, a spicy taco. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take what I can get. But anyway, so now as, as long as we're on food. So here's my situation, what I'm dealing with right now. My girlfriend just moved in with me and we had, what, <laughs> 157 days, I think, of, of 24-7 cohabitation mm-hmm. she booked a movie in nevada and, and wow. left for two, for like 48 hours i mean i know it's terrible she's gonna be mad at me good for her congratulations that's awesome. but i'm alone so what now oh, I mean, what dude, a I wild didn't... party at Ellen party at the <laughs> ellen's house uno and like cores lights come on over to my house bro you know i've been throwing some parties uh, small parties little little small. pinball at dylan's house in well, Malibu. well, well that's the death. thing i want to talk about kevin connelly has made fun of me since the show started because i was never a, a going out person i wasn't the guy that if my girlfriend was out of town. I was going to be the one to party with. Neither but was I. My Stay girlfriend out. said I can't hang out with Dylan. Why? Because no. Dylan's on an Instagram looking like Hugh Hefner. And Stop it. I want to play some pinball with Dylan <laughs> oh, yeah. in Malibu right now. Well, if, if you guys ever got in the car and would drive out to Malibu, I'd invite you. I but mean, next time you got a pinball tournament, Doug, you may want to head out. I'll give you the call next time. I would go to Malibu for the Masters, not for the ladies. But who who were these ladies that you were playing pinball with? Uh, just friends. Just, just friends. friends. Yeah. All right. You know, uh, there were guys too, but I said, guys, get out of the shop. Right, right, right. <laughs> I want to take pictures, pictures with these hotties in front of the pinball machines. Uh, but it's Malibu, it's the summer, and you guys are chilling and yeah. drinking beers. Well, you know what? Pinball. That's the thing is, everyone, it's been so hot. And in Malibu, even on a hot day, it's like 83, 84 degrees. So everyone wants, everyone wants to come out to Malibu. I'm like, I don't blame it. Oh, today's brutal. Malibu must nice. be nice. And, oh, it's it feels like Palm Springs here today, and I haven't gotten any invites to Malibu. I didn't get any invite for the you pinball machine. You have an machine. open invite, bro. You okay. can come anytime you want. Well, you just have to tell me that there's no pinball ladies there, because then I'll get in trouble. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll call you when it's a dude's night. Yeah, we'll like a little Mastro's. Let me ask you a question. Tournament. <laughs> Obviously, we're joking around, but if Dylan was like, hey, I'm having a few people over tonight, and Sarah's out of town, and Dylan... Yeah. You're allowed to go to the party. I'm, Sarah, my girlfriend is the easiest person in the world. I'm allowed to do anything, but I never go out. So if I decided to go out the night it she would left look town... Weird. It would Like, if you were going to a Dylan pinball party all of a sudden, <laughs> like, when she's out of town... By the way, she has to go to the beach every day. I'm like, I don't Fuck like the that. beach. I'm I don't like traffic. the traffic. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> so if all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I just drove at 4 o'clock to Malibu. It took three hours, but I'm having a great time here. <laughs> you know, it's not so bad, babe. When are you coming back? Yeah. Next Thursday? Come on out. And by the way, suddenly Dylan, who posts every five minutes now, goes goes silent it's like well why isn't dylan posting anymore so i i would not go out of respect but my girlfriend is the easiest going like person. doug why is there sand in your pocket <laughs> well, you, you were at the beach yeah. but doug so is it disrespectful because you don't do that yeah. it's like if you were always going to dylan's yeah, yeah. and you hung out there a yeah. lot it would be as fine, but it's like you don't break routine. Like right. if I start doing things that aren't normal all of a sudden because she's out of town, it's just weird. You know, like right. if I'm at Bootsy Bellows at 2 a.m. while yeah, she's out of town. Yeah, I don't know. Connolly invited me to Bootsy Bellows. I didn't know it was, uh, uh, you know. I mean, I legitimately haven't been to a club since 2007. Oh, so God, if I, you would be a <laughs> stick in the mud. Could you imagine Doug at One Oak? Oh, <laughs> awful. You know, I, I'm doing gatherings. Nothing crazy. Gatherings. Today. But they're nice. Yeah, like, no, the right way, people. Perfect amount of people. Yes. I'll tell you, I, I love it because you, you do look happy. But another thing, another thing people are saying, a lot of listeners are, are DMing me that Kevin Dillon just seems like the greatest guy in the world. What are you doing <laughs> yeah. on this podcast? You can't fight public like, opinion, Doug. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, and uh, Kevin Dillon, for those of you listening <laughs> and not watching this, and everybody will complain about not being able to see this on YouTube, Kevin Dillon is wearing a Charlie Sheen t-shirt <laughs> that says winning on it. Phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, by the way, let me tell you where I got this. It was season seven. No, season eight, right? I think it was season seven. No, it was uh, age, uh, Vince, Vince rehab was is, in rehab. But that was seven, getting right? him out. Getting him out was season eight. Episode okay, one so was, it was getting eight. out. Remember? Okay. Yes. All of a sudden, the businessman knows one. the show. He yes, usually doesn't know what's going He's on. on Impressive. Right I like it. He's working. So there was a fan who, you know, an extra in the background who's wearing this shirt. And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. Right. It's we show up to the and rehab then, to pick up. And he was holding a sign like, free Vince or whatever, you know. And uh, I saw the shirt, and I was like, I got to have that. So I hit the, the wardrobe trailer. I saw it, and I snatched it. snatch it. it. Winning. My boy but, Charlie. So, so th- that, was on, that was on a background? It wasn't? It was on in the background. I don't even But even what I'm saying is they, the they show, gave but... it to him, though. They gave it to the background person. Yeah, it wasn't they, like they, you didn't they steal it. They put him in it. 
You didn't oh, admit it. So, but you, but I you stole from the uh, from the wardrobe. Well, that's trailer. okay. Yeah, I stole course. a putter from props, <laughs> but who's counting? It's a it's a known thing. To, you're okay to steal what's, a couple what's t-shirts. Mind-boggling to me is that because and now when I think about it, obviously that makes sense. But this Charlie Sheen winning situation, if anyone remembers, he had this meltdown, got fired off at two and a half men. I swear I would have said that was five years ago. And now we're, we're saying oh, yeah. it was... It's crazy. We're saying it was 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, and, we were and, shooting. And yeah. anyone who doesn't remember that, it, it actually helped. It actually, it inspired some of that Vince storyline, actually. And now mm-hmm. when I think about it, because Charlie actually was my motivation for that because he was dating a porn star. That's mm-hmm. where the Sasha Gray storyline actually came out of. And it's ah, weird because okay. my mind is going a little bit because I do start to forget some of these things. But that was a while ago. So, hey, everybody, sensitive topic, but it shouldn't be. If you're having any issues, performance issues, you know what I'm talking about, after dark with your partner, you're not alone. And if you have a hard time swallowing pills, you're also not alone. And if you don't like going to a doctor and talking about this, you're also not alone. BlueChew.com gets this all done for you. You get the same ingredients that Cialis and Viagra have, but you do it all online. It comes to your house in a discreet package. Nobody has to know. It's also all made in the USA. How great is that you have sex you help the country out everybody wins so i'm thankful that dylan did not show up today so i can talk about this with you and nobody else has to know and you know what i may not even tell my girl she's just going to be real impressed and real happy with my performance just chew it and do it and i got a great deal for you guys visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code victory just pay five dollars shipping that's b-l-u-e-c-h-e-w.com promo code victory chew it and do it Everyone wins, made in the USA, no doctor visits necessary, and your girl will feel like you're a new man. So check it out, bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Dylan, do you remember this? I mean, I'm glad we're getting this story on the podcast because I've been dying to tell it. Last season of Entourage, the show was already over, but we were presenting at the Emmys. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was after Charlie got fired and Kutcher had taken over. Yep. Two and a half men. I don't know where Adrian and everybody was scattered, but Kevin Dillon and I were sitting in the green room, literally sitting down watching the, the broadcast on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And in walks Charlie Sheen. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we know Dylan, but like you forget that Dylan is like from that generation. Dylan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. generation. Well, no, Charlie, I'm saying like Dylan is great friends, friends with, for a long Dylan time. Dylan is great friends with Charlie Sheen. Dylan's great friends with Johnny and by Depp. The way, like, I don't know. Yes. So listen. So I do remember there. hanging out years before that. Me and you went out. I even smoked cigarettes back then. It was like season three. And we went outside and had a cigarette with Charlie Sheen. Do you but remember also, that? That's right. The, that was yeah. at the Globes. You know, both of them are from Platoon, correct? Platoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. But I also. Knew Emilio and I knew uh, Emilio, Emilio and Emilio. Martin Sheen because my brother Matt was doing movies with these guys, so I knew the whole family. You right. know, so we're sitting there and Charlie Sheen walks up. I'm like, and I'm still starstruck because this is like after Tiger Blood. This is after all that shit. This is after winning. I'm like frozen, and Charlie's really a nice guy. He's the best, right? So him and Dylan are, dude, they're bullshitting like we're bullshitting right now, and and they had lost one of their platoon castmates. You remember this, Kev? They yeah. had lost one of their platoon castmates and they were they were talking <laughs> about they were talking about that and and uh and Francesco was like, Quinn. Right. And then there was away. like a little bit of a uh, little bit of silence and yeah. Dylan says Come on, let's face it, Charlie. You weren't looking so great on the death scale either there for a few minutes. <laughs> and I, like, got uncomfortable, but Charlie started oh, laughing. He, he took it well. Yeah, no, he he, by well. the way, you guys yeah. were laughing. I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow, these guys really are old friends. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, I'm just fucking shell-shocked. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And when Charlie takes it as well as he does, oh, I'm really laughing, too. Can, and yeah. now with that, Kev, remember this? Tap on the shoulder. Ashton Kutcher taps Charlie Sheen on the <laughs> I shoulder. I remember this. Charlie Sheen this, stands oh up and God. says, nice to meet you. Dylan and I witnessed their meeting. And he he this just replaced just Charlie. Yeah. He replaced he's like, them. it's nice to meet you. Kutcher's doing the, hey, man, you know, oh I'm an actor. God. The job's the job and blah, blah, blah. And we're just silent. They have a two-minute super awkward wow. conversation. Yes. Kutcher leaves. Charlie Sheen sits down and goes, Wow, that was wild. That was so weird. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> and I was like, Kim. have you guys not met? He's like, no, I've never met the, the dude before. That was wild. And I was like, holy fuck, I can't believe we got to witness that. I forgot all that. Was that was amazing. So you remember that? Right yeah, I remember. And, so and by the way, just aside for Charlie Sheen, he ends up selling anger management, which didn't last long, but he probably made a 
fifty to hundred million bucks off of that. So he he compensated every dollar he might have lost on that in about five minutes. Which because also too in Ashton Kutcher's defense, like what was he going to say? No, I can't do that to Charlie. He took the job. They offered him the job, yeah. and then uh, that yeah. was it. But to be able to witness that historic meeting, Dylan. Yes, it was it was Dylan, pretty cool to be like there. To I have a real important <laughs> yeah. question. This is the big question. That was funny. You're friends with Charlie. You consider him friends. You're yes. friends of his family. Would you have taken that job? Five. Two hundred and fifty thousand. Yes. Of course he would. <laughs> yes. Don't I even. Didn't, and Charlie, I didn't even get a number Charlie out. Charlie, she would 100%. expect you to. He would expect. By you the to. way, they should have went with me because no offense, but I think I could have killed that. By the well, way, I, they I agree. Went, they they should have went with me. And I'll take it a step further. I'll, I'll bet your name was tossed around a few times. Wouldn't be the first time. They, they probably <laughs> said he was on, on set trouble. It would have been too much like you trying to replace Charlie Sheen, where the Kutcher thing was just a completely fresh take. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it were you, it would have been like, all right, they're replacing yeah, yeah. it. You know, I think Kevin idea. could have brought his own original spin. No, I definitely would have. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood history. Some Hollywood things history. are just we not We saw meant a historic meeting. We no. witnessed a And historic... how many seasons would I have gotten anyway, really? I mean, just eight or nine million. Just eight, just eight, or, nine, no deal, eight or nine I mean, seasons at 350 many, episodes. Uh, I have no idea. I've I, think never... did, I think he did two. The only episode of, of Two and a Half Men I've ever seen was my girlfriend, Sarah Sanderson, was on it. That's the only one I've ever seen. I'm not kidding. I'm not making fun of it. I, it might be the best show ever. I've never watched You want to know what's a trip? There's a thing on YouTube where they have an episode of Two and a Half Men without the laugh track, and it's fucking disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing in what kind of way? It's just, just like not, not Like, listen, uh, Two and a Half Men, uh, honestly, like, uh, if I go and I'm on Long Island, I'm staying at my brother's, like, be cutting through the kitchen, and, like, my brother's, like, sitting on the couch watching TV, like laughing hysterically at two and a half men. And I'm going like, I don't know. I don't think it's that funny. My brother's like, well, mind your own, I don't, I didn't ask him to think it was funny. Mind your own business. He, he loves it. Like people love the show. You take the laugh track out of it, dude. And it's just, it's, it's, it's on YouTube. It's bizarre. Dude. You know, we is should, it, you know, we should do funny or not funny. It's, or just... it's different. Well, but it's, Kevin no, is saying it's not, is it's not funny. I mean, Kevin is saying it's not funny. It's bizarre. I, I think know, we should put I a mean, laugh track on Entourage and see what it looks like. We should put I mean, a laugh like, track God, on this podcast. That would be really, you, know you could use some help. Hey, there that's, we go. <laughs> that's a very innovative idea, businessman. I think I would like a little laughter help. I like that. Well, anyway. Here's the deal. We got Janet Montgomery coming up tonight, though. I want to lock down, Kevin, a no pinball women plan. You and I maybe have a stake at Masters in Malibu. I'm going to come out there tonight, and then we'll talk about that. And if you end up playing pinball... Then you end up no, no, pinball, no, and who knows? Sarah. I'm not playing pinball. All you got to do is just not post <laughs> hey, it on all, Instagram. Just know. don't post it on Instagram. Sarah knows I'm a gent. I'm a gentleman. Sarah is. Sarah loves you, but she is like. She's, the new she's, Dylan. She's worried ah, about that. He's, he's trim worried. and slim. And yeah. He's, by he's the way, playing I, pinball. by the way, I'm I'm one sixty right now. Wow. I was about sixty. When's the last time you were one seventy eight? I've I've lost eighteen. You pounds. could play Gandhi right now. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm looking lean. I'm doing pull ups like crazy. I'm I'm doing it's fifty pull ups pull -ups again. every day. Fifty pull ups Not every in a day, row, bro. Not in does, a row, but I'll do he twelve does two in a row. At a time. Like I told you he does two at a time, twenty five times. Two at a time, and the first one is that jump when you jump, grab the bar, and use your momentum to get. I'm gonna. I'm in a video for you guys. All right, I want guys, that. All right, that's what you I'm in a video. Posting. Forget ping pong. Yeah, ping pong. All right, all right pinball. Let's bring Janet Montgomery. All right, so Janet Montgomery, Janet. superstar talent, who was one of our. You know, we found her early, and she's had an incredible career. She's worked uh, Black Swan. She's got her own show on New Amsterdam on mm -hmm. NBC. She's a legit actor. She's, oh, yeah. she's a real legit actor, and we're lucky to have her. So anyway, we'll be right back with Janet Montgomery. Okay, welcome back. Victory the Podcast, we have a very exciting guest, Janet Montgomery, who, you know, every, like, we had a lot of great actors on the show, but there are these actors that we had that had these small roles that I knew were going to be major stars. I really did. And from minute one with Janet, who played E's assistant, you know, I knew there was something, and, and it's funny because I was trying to remember back as to why this storyline never happened, which I had this great idea, which, yeah. you know, which it's hard to believe that that drama could get uh, get her. Yeah. But it, he, he would know, be overachieving for sure. He would be overachieving. But it was this idea that these two were going to get involved in it. Do you remember we discussed this? Mm -hmm. And so what Behind happened? Behind my oh, back, right? Like the idea when like keep it from E. Don't tell him <laughs> that he's here. Well, we set it up that you were like, don't hit on my assistant, which Again, just looking back at 2009, 10, whenever that was, it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that horrible. Now it would be a horrible thing yeah. to even hit on uh, your your 
friend's assistant, the whole thing. You can't hit on anyone. So basically, if you're not married by <laughs> well, now, you're completely civilian. fucked. If you're a civilian, you can. I mean, why wouldn't... I don't know. John I don't Trump know the rules anymore. I'm out of this game. I don't know the rules. But anyway, Doug, Jan- Doug's retired. I'm retired. Janet Montgomery, thank you for coming in. It is great to see you. you got another season in New Amsterdam. Big hit on NBC coming up. What's going on? I mean, thank you for having me. I haven't seen any of you guys in so long. It's yeah. like a catch up, but then I have to remember that we're being mic'd, so I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> okay. You don't have to keep it clean, Not by on the this way. Show. Oh, no? <laughs> no. Okay, okay, no, great. No. Fucking yeah. Let's go. go. Curse away. Curse but away. by the way, you know, it's weird because like, we follow each other on Instagram. It doesn't feel like I haven't seen you in a decade. Yeah, that's wow. true. I, we do a, a decade. I got to follow you. Yeah, it's a good follow. He's got a great baby, great I, husband, it great seems. Great baby. All right. She's 17 months. <laughs> awesome. Congrats. Yeah, That's awesome. She's a lot of fun. What's That's her name? So great. Sunday. Sunday. Cute. Awesome. Yeah. Very cute. Sunday Juno Fox. So if you she's not famous, or? I'm just going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name. It's a do good you name. shorten that name? Sunny? Sun? Uh, yeah, uh, do you know what? I thought it would be Sunny, yeah. but she just isn't a Sunny. I call her Juno a lot by her middle name and then Pi. Like the pie minister, because she right. looks like a little pie. My mother's name was June. June, oh, yeah, that was my nice. mother's name. Um, all right, so wow, anyway, way to start it off on a downer. <laughs> right. Is she still with us? She's no, not, she's, not. <laughs> she's not. It's been a while. It's been a while. Sorry. Okay. She's you know, shut up, Kevin. So <laughs> anyway, what's going on with you? Let's talk. I want to start like from the beginning of of first of all when you come out to L.A., how your career gets started. Then we'll get to when we meet and some of the other great things that you've been doing over the years. But when did you come out? It was Entourage, one of your earlier jobs, or you know, I came out uh, when I was like. 21 and all of a sudden I was like screen testing for really big movies so I ended up staying there was like a movie with Matt Damon that I'd screen tested for a few times and then a Christopher Columbus movie didn't get any of them but I was really close so then I was hanging around trying to get a job but I was like running out of funds and (laughs) then Entourage came and it was like such a lifeline for me because Without it, who knows whether I would have gone home or stayed in L.A. You and we gave you know, big right? You were not right? overfunded, though, by <laughs> HBO, you I'm cu- sure. You covered my $600 rent a month. <laughs> okay, so that was, that was the most important thing. So uh, we, we, were not, we were not paying big there. Unfortunately, E was taking most of the salaries that everybody yeah, else I, I think Yeah, I think that's what I heard that yeah. he's yeah, expensive, sure right? <laughs> no, but, but, it, but it's true. You get a job that sort of gets you through. I mean, that's what Unhappily Ever After was for me. It's a sitcom that I did, and it was like a time where it bridged yeah. the gap to, to give you a little cushion to stick around. Also, everybody knew Entourage, and when you come to L.A., it's like the antithesis of what the place is about so it was fun to be on a show that everybody knew and was talking about that was right so we had a fun we had a good time we, we did. did the show so let, let's talk a little bit about that your experience on it because there is some revisionist history out there about what the set was like and what this how was it for you how was it working on the show and I did season seven and season eight, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to expect. Honest to God, I didn't have a bad experience at all on the show. Like, everyone was so lovely. And, I mean, I was on a private jet with you guys to Vegas three weeks. <laughs> right. I'd never been on a private jet. It was incredible. I met Muhammad Ali. Nice. Uh, I sat with Mike Tyson and his wife, and I'm, like, yes. getting a selfie with them. Like, it was... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's awesome. like the most entourage thing. Yeah, <laughs> but, boxing legends. Right but there. we definitely do have to like discuss it just in context of time and place because we always were from minute one of this show. These guys got cast. Mark put them on a plane and said, yeah. "Go to Vegas and get to know each other." So I really did, and I mean this. I thought I thought you were going to be a much bigger part of the show from the minute we got you. Now. It was tricky, even looking back at seven and eight. Now there were so many freaking characters on the show by that point. Too where, many. Where, too where many. <laughs> Kevin used to say, "There's too and many." Also, too, too many. I'm getting so, less story. At this point, so many, It was so spread out, right? Where it was when we were all together. Now it's like he's over here, drama. We were all separate. Yeah, yeah like when we were together. It was better when we were together. But we had a good experience. We went to Vegas, which now in 2020, I would think if you got cast in a show right now and the producer said, hey, want to come to Vegas, which, again, this was I'd a- say, can I bring my husband and my baby? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The point is, is we had a big group. Scott Kahn, mm-hmm. Jerry, Donya Ramirez. I'm curious why I didn't make the cut on that one. I don't think you were so. going somewhere else. Jared uh, has the craziest memory, by the way. You well, didn't go. you were I going go. to like the 
Derby or something? Was it some kind of Kentucky Derby? Interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I went to the Kentucky Derby. Yes. See, what? I didn't even know how to pronounce it. Secretariat. I was like, have fun. I was Secretariat. And we went to the Kentucky Derby that year, and there was wow. there's always a big fight the night of the Kentucky Derby for whatever reason. That's how it times out. Good what? memory. Oh, a big boxing match. Yeah. Did so, I go? Do you remember? Uh, I don't no. remember no. going. You did not go. Okay. No. You, we what actually was. was uh, what was I doing? It wasn't. It, it was. I missed that. It was. Uh, I think it was Meldman's plane. Didn't we go with like Mike Meldman and all them? Who's the, they? Uh, they own Casamigos. And but D- Dana. D- oh gosh. Who? Constance who, Zimmer. No. Who was playing uh, Turtles' girlfriend? Donya Ramirez. Donya Ramirez. Yeah. She was definitely there. Yeah. yeah. So we had this great trip, and we met Muhammad Ali on this trip, which was very cool. Wow. And and not he passed away. Not. Not much long after that. I don't know. I can't even keep track of time. But anyway. Ask Janet how she feels about. So Doug has this analogy that he likes to use. Doug, Doug he's like, he's like, I'm getting ready to make fun of him. It's actually a real question. So you've seen The Wolf of Wall Street, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say would be the difference between how history would look back at Entourage as opposed to The Wolf of Wall Street, which would be considered art and maybe Entourage would be considered like, oh, you can't do that. What would be your thought on that? It's very difficult to preempt what people are going to be insulted about in the future. You can't. But I think you always know whether you're taking advantage or what we do in storytelling. Television is even more so because you're coming into people's houses. Is exactly. You are giving them permission to live their lives that way. And sometimes it's awesome because we're telling people to live their lives in a really positive way. And other times... I mean, Entourage is an escape into a different world. And I don't think that there was anything in it that at the time felt inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, at the time. I agree with that, too. Yeah, at the time, people, you know, obviously we were critically acclaimed. It's the years later where people have kind of looked back and gone like, what the hell is this? Who talks like this? And, you know, whether people outside of the world now have actually cleaned up how they speak or not, I don't know. I don't Um, think so. I know Kevin Dillon has not, so I don't know that. (laughs) I just... You know, I get back to my buddies from New York, and it's the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. It's loosening up a little bit. I certainly think even the pandemic sort of reignited people's love for Entourage. I feel like it's opened up its arms to a new generation. The world needs this show right now. (laughs) It does. Well, the question is, can we get get Janet? Because that takes us back to it. Can we get Janet back? Because we couldn't. You're going to have to pay me more. Exactly. More than 600 a week. That's why we lost her to begin with. I was supposed to have a great storyline with this beauty. So so going back to that, I had this idea that they had a storyline, which, you know, similar to to Jerry and Jamie Lynn, some people Mm -hmm. didn't turtle, not Jerry and not Kevin Dillon, but some people didn't believe turtle could get Jamie Lynn. And I don't think anyone believed drama could get... (laughs) You get Janet, but so what? Because we discussed it, right? We had conversations about doing this show, and then what happened? You got you got a bigger. So I yeah, I got offered a series regular on a show that was like twenty times more than what HBO (laughs) were paying me, and I still the schedule meant that I could have still shot some of the episodes in Entourage, but I think it was too. I don't know. I think that there was something where you can only shoot two episodes on another network. There's all these rules that make it more difficult right. for you to work. You which, can only do two guest stars. Oh, mm. So that's what uh, I ended up doing. Which I don't think, the, which so I don't maybe, think this exists anymore, these rules, right? Because now there's people doing know. three streaming shows at the same time. I mean, mm. I, Elizabeth Moss must be on like 10 shows right now. So maybe if Doug got on with your storyline, our storyline, mm-hmm. a little bit earlier, you might have stuck around a little I bit. I mean, yeah. And maybe a little if extra du- pay. If Doug had gone, yeah, I'll pay you more money. Like, yeah. I'll get you to pay it was you more Doug money. To do the that, question though, is, Janet, Doug, Janet we need you to be honest now. Did you, did you think... I don't want to do a storyline with Kevin Dillon. I don't, I mean, did that happen or no? I just want to know if that's I possible. I was so excited. Honest to God, I was really, I really wanted to stay on the show. It was also like such a such a cushy job because <laughs> yes. we were we always were shooting in Santa Monica, at the, the same office. place yeah. in the office. Yeah. There was loads of room for us to kind of hang out there, no issues. And we were like, shoot, like 10-hour days. Yeah. By yeah. season seven, it was easy. Oh, yeah. we were humming. Oh, we, we were, were just – it was so easy. I mean, five-hour days. It really does, seasons though. Seasons one like, and two are yeah. so no, hard, Seasons man. one and two are torture. But it really does feel, by the time Force Janet's calls. there, we're kind of hanging out. It's almost like a hangout. Like when we, we yes. do a scene and we're all hanging fun. out and everybody's just kind of a, a good big group. I played golf almost every day I worked. I'd go out and play golf. What was the show hours. that you got? Human Target. 
human target. Just one season. Series regular, though. Series regular. Yeah. I joined it in the second season, so it had already done a season, and then I joined. I had to go to Vancouver, and at the time, actually, now I would quite like to go and do a show it. in Vancouver, but I was like 23, 24, and everyone on the show was like 40-plus, and so I was a bit miserable. Right. I wanted to be back And it in rains LA. a lot right. there, too, which could... Put yeah, you down a little really bit. Yeah, it was really cold. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you move to L.A., you get settled in L.A., you get mm-hmm. a job, you get going. It's like, oh, by the way, now you got to move to Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. yeah, right now, Vancouver sounds pretty good. But Canada sounds great yeah, right now, sure doesn't does. it? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere sounds great right now. So when you came on to Entourage, though, you were in the middle of, of – you were doing Black Swan with uh, second unit film director of Fat Beach, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. that Dude, that was coming. I'd finished Black Swan and maybe I'd, I'd – that was in New York, and then I'd come back to L.A., and I knew Jerry. Turtle. Oh, you did? So me and him played Mafia together on Sunday. Nice. <laughs> I auditioned for Entourage, and I said to him, I've been penciled. Apparently it's like me and one other girl. Like, could you? And <laughs> could he you? did. Oh, he nice. did. He came and, like, said, oh, I know this girl. She's great, and basically helped get me the job. Right. So. Nice. Well, that's what he says, but yeah. <laughs> Doug probably You're like, I'll make this decision. <laughs> he actually <laughs> helped me get another job as well. Yeah, he's, he, he's good people. And he taught me a load of football I terms. Call. I had Maybe to go help me out. the show The League. <laughs> I was going in and they wanted me to improvise. And so I was like, I don't know anything about American football. So he wrote down 10 common phrases. Nice. I learned them and then I went in and got the job. You know, nice. That's awesome. You know, and, and I do remember actually Jerry talking about you, but you were going to get it anyway because you were that good and yeah. uh, it's worked out and we got to talk about the accent. I could have ended up being American because I auditioned once I did like an English that take and an American. Yes, I remember And that. you said to me, well, which one do you want to do? And I was like, uh, this is a trick question. I could do either. <laughs> yeah. It's different. And how hard is that to switch? Naturally, you have an English accent. So it's obviously easier to do a British accent, right? Yeah, much easier. I mean, so I'm it's on much a sh- easier. I'm on a show now, which is like 22 episodes a year, American. And it's, it's easier in some ways for me because I'm doing it all the time. But harder when you get tired and you don't have much prep time. It's not right. like doing a movie with an American accent where you mm-hmm. sit with the script for you get it all down. Yeah, it's like things are coming at you. And do you have a dialect coach you're with all the time? Or? No, God, no. I, do, I can't do that. With accents, I'm very much of the school of like I work with a dialect coach beforehand. I usually like do a Skype with my dialect coach when I get the script mm-hmm. just to talk through it to make sure there's nothing like ridiculous that right. I'm saying wrong. And then I let it go and I just act. And and made in Jersey, that's a super specific accent. How yeah. hard is it to make that jump to that accent? I actually auditioned for Made in Jersey when I was in London. And so I wow. went into the casting office and I did I couldn't fly to screen test. So I they screen tested me basically what they do now, I suppose, with people via Skype mm-hmm. and got the job. And I had a dialect coach with me on set for the whole time. And there was so much discrepancy with different levels of accents. So they were like, okay, now do the Jersey level five. Oh, boy. Now do it level three. <laughs> wow. So that was probably like a masterclass in accents for me. Wow. So were you watching movies from Jersey or how Yeah, were you- yeah, like uh, My Cousin Vinny. And then I watched a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I actually started watching a lot of reality TV, like – for there was a, a hair salon one in, <laughs> right. in New Jersey. Jersey Shore would be a good one. Jersey Shore, <laughs> I, I watched a late. bit of that, right. yeah. So, and can you still do it or no? Forget I mean, about it. I, yeah, forget about it. I don't know if I can still do it. I haven't, like, I don't know. Was I supposed to prepare it? Oh, it's you're awesome. Oh, my That's God. So it's unbelievable. So it literally transforms her yeah. in well, one second. You become someone you. different when you change your voice, though. And you, I think it informs a character. You literally just good. took me back to high school. That was that crazy. Was awesome. Like, your whole face shift. Hey, can too. I ask you about the, the ballet? So did you do ballet in school? We're talking for Black Swan. Yeah. yeah, for Black Swan. Yeah, I, uh, I got a scholarship to uh, dance school when I was 16. Uh-huh. So I left home at 16 and moved to London. And when I was there, I had a knee injury in Ooh. my second year. So I sort of transferred more to musical theater, was doing like acting and singing. And, and that, that's when I knew yeah. I actually wanted to be an actor. That's cool. But the dance really helped me out because it got me Black Swan. Yeah. And did you have to dance for the audition? Yeah, I did. That I must have been weird, right? Really I weird. Mean, well, actually, no, I didn't have to dance in the room. I had to send a tape. Okay. 
of That's me better. dancing after. Yeah, much you better. Do Good times. lighting on that tape or no? Well, yeah. uh, I think Very the light flat. was sufficient because I got the job. Darren was happy with <laughs> the lighting. It's also that thing, Dylan, where we were talking about, we were talking about some kind of skill. When they ask you, you go, of course. Oh, yeah. Can I ballet? The doors, of course I, like, I can. I told Oliver Stone, I'm a great drummer. What yeah. Can I about? play the drums? Are you kidding me? I'm well, you know, that that is exactly what happened to me because I could dance, but I was never going to be like a prima ballerina. So then all of a sudden, all the extras were like from New York Ballet Company and Pennsylvania and their legs were like up here. And I'm like, yeah. I want to <laughs> shove my like actress leg up. And this is my last accent question I'm going to ask. Back I guess in? the question is if you work on it one way, you can't just on a dime say, all right, I'll do it the other way, or could you? I think I could. I know you to, could to, because yeah. you just we talked. Right well, A, you did it right now, but now I remember. We did this on the set we were talking about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember this. We were, yeah, we were undecided, right we were you know? And it was, uh, you know, I mean, you were I guess. still undecided. The day of shooting? So you, yeah. you hadn't decided on her accent? whether well, she To be honest with you, the way it happens is when you're casting these roles, you're getting tapes and tapes and tapes yeah. and there are all these parts so then someone comes in and when they perform and all of a sudden you're like okay i got someone really good here that's when you start to go to them which is why we mm -hmm. almost had a story with you but unfortunately you know you booked a show so but and by the way there was uh, someone right before you too kate mara who was mm. the secretary right before you and she also got I don't a great think, job can you even say on. secretary anymore i don't know could someone look that up isn't that like can a word? secretary not appropriate I anymore I don't know. <laughs> doug is afraid of his own shadow you can't say oh stewardess really? right can you say secretary flight attendant i mean I come on i think assistant. you can say secretary you know i, I don't do know. Remember, so, Janet, I do remember the discussion leading up almost until we were getting ready to roll on the first take. Now that yeah. you mention it, I remember yeah, I, it was uh, memories beginning. are coming back. It's weird because it is a long time ago, but we yeah. totally made the right call. Yeah, I think 100%. It yeah. gave us a because little now sophistication. When people, when people ask if they've seen me in anything, I was like, Oh, it's the, the British one in Entourage, <laughs> yes. easy the, assistant, the only one who sounded smart on Entourage. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> Uh, but they on the show I'm on now, they were adamant they wanted me to do English because I'd done it on This Is Us mm -hmm. and it was another NBC show. And then we did the table read and there was another British girl on the show and she was doing American and they decided to switch it after the table read. And I was shooting two days later and I was like, guys, I haven't done American since Made in Jersey. I just had two days to... And so did you pick a spot, like a location? Yeah, like Upper East Side, New York. Right. Nice. I, I mean, I would have been much happier just to do New Jersey again, but <laughs> right. I thought I can't yeah. pigeonhole myself. That would myself be great for a doctor, <laughs> though. That would be great to see you in the hospital it talking would, actually, like that. It would have. I missed a trick. So how is, is it fun doing that show? You're doing 22 a year. I mean, obviously now we have this pandemic going on. So what, what's going on with that? Are you going back to shoot soon? Well, uh, yeah, we are going to go back, hopefully. That's the plan, but I think it's all still up in the air. I think we're talking about October. In New York. Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Another stupid question, because it's New Amsterdam and it's a hospital, is the story COVID. It's got to be, right? Ooh. Well, we had to cancel an episode, which was we shot before COVID, but it was a pandemic episode, and it was wow. too... I mean, they had me, I'm the head of the emergency department outside in tents, tents of people, wow. and it was going on. So they pulled the episode. But I think actually it's made me quite excited to go back to work because we've got all these stories from oh, the yeah. real doctors and nurses that we get to honor in the show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm really hoping that. And you get to play a hero because they're yeah. real heroes now. Yeah, exactly. People, yeah, that opens respect. up the storyline vault for yeah. sure. Mm hmm they put us on the front cover of the Emmys magazine, which I was wow. like, oh, now you're paying attention. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. us on there. Actually, Doug, Kevin, do you guys ever watch uh, Black Mirror? Yes, of course. And I saw Janet's Black Mirror. Yeah, I've watched all the Black Mirror. No, Mirrors. I have not. I have not. Sorry. Did you say it's like a Twilight Zone, yes. right? Yes. Ooh, I love that. Is oh, it, you would you, love Black oh, Mirror. It's amazing. The first episode is crazy. The pig? The pig episode. It's my, it's my favorite episode yeah. still because it made me, for like weeks later, I was like, what would I do if I was in that situation? Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I mean, I thought the the cheating episode, I mean, Kevin, you would appreciate this. They have, remember this? They, <laughs> chip, they yeah. implant the chip. That was pretty hardcore. They implant the chip in your brain so you can basically like, I don't know, like I'm Rewind trying to remember. And... Rewind and watch like uh -huh. scene, like, your old sex with your old girlfriend and stuff, and then your your current partner wants to know like 
Why are you watching? What are you watching? <laughs> but it's in your head. It's yeah, actually it, it's it, pretty it's amazing. It's like Twilight Zone, but it's wow. it's so well wow. written and it's a real mind fuck. And that, Doug, it's funny because I was actually thinking about you when I was watching this episode <laughs> that Janet's in, where. You, you cheat on your husband, right? Why and, are you thinking about me? But I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> okay. she gets pregnant and she just basically doesn't know how to deal with it. So she blocks <laughs> blocks him. Now I know what you and, <laughs> Like you can block but, a person. But Kevin, you so, block yeah. him in real like, life. Like yeah. right now, you wouldn't be able to see me. You'd be, so you you're just pixelated. Really, you block Yeah, like you block people in real life. So, I'm thinking, God, I, I would have blocked Doug 10 times. You had to Doug <laughs> like, I don't know if you know this. He blocks me you guys on, are still on social not, media. Still not friends on Facebook, right? Why? Did you fall out? No, 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 just <laughs> little golf Just issues. little things like Jen and I gave him like a great opportunity to direct an episode, but he couldn't act in L.A. and be in New York shooting. So I said, you know, you're not going to be able to shoot in New York. And he hung up on me and then blocked me on Facebook. And because he wanted to you, shoot and there's the a Yankees. Big difference. He wanted to Oh, I wanted to shoot player. my scene in my show. <laughs> the union says that I shoot that scene in that show. I'm not like wanting to do anything. It's like the show. union says if you fucking block your boss, you're probably not going to get any other jobs. But <laughs> there's a know. difference between being blocked and unfollowed, bro. I actually like you. To, you know what? This I Because Janet, like, as I recall from our, our quick trip to Vegas, Janet is like a cool girl to hang out with. Let's get into some more fun shit. Like, I, I actually want to hear your opinion on this. Blocking people or Instagramming. Do you unfollow your, your friends' exes after they break up or do you stick with that? Like, what's the what's the rule on that? It depends. From your, your friends' exes. So friends I think exes. it depends. Usually you have to kind of not be friends with them anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like depending on the breakup though. Like on how bad it is. Yeah. Depend, so depending on how close you are to them too. So Yes. Yeah. But ultimately if you see them, it's like great, but you mm-hmm. can't yeah. be like hanging out with them, especially not for the first few right. months. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't be offended if one of my ex girlfriend's best friends unfollowed me on Instagram, I would understand why. I've got so many followers, you wouldn't even notice. Kevin, no, Kevin notices. He oh. ch- he's got one of those follow apps. Yeah, right. Who unfollowed him. By the way, Doug, do you have the unfollow app? I don't. I don't. I don't you, care who follows me. Or I doesn't. didn't even know this existed. Yeah, you, you can guys see. Need, you guys need to have babies or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Have, I do too not much have time on this app. On your hands. I, I do not have this app. We have two. Jen, I have an 18 year old and a six year old. I know. I, know <laughs> I mean, you it's do. so insane. I, I mean, like, my son's supposed to be in college right now. So I know you're going through this with work. I mean, my son was supposed to leave for Washington, and that's on That's hold, crazy. So. I know. I do think a lot about, like, the, I mean, schools. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that she's young enough that I don't have to think about yeah. that right now yeah. because it's. And also, stressful. not even just school, future, and everything. You're just even thinking about young actors' careers, like, coming up, and all of a sudden you're, 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 you're a year, two years, three years is wasted. So. Mm-hmm. Janet asked on the way before we started, will it ever go back to the way it was, truly the way it was? Life? Yes. It will. No. It will this Yeah, it will. I think it's I think it's always gonna be a little different. Abolish the handshake and just go with the fist pump. I think the fist pump's a great way to go. Well, first of all, I've been against handshaking for twenty years. I mean, you know what the purpose of a handshake was? It was to show someone you didn't have a weapon. Like that was it in the old days. (laughs) And you were like, I ain't giving up my weapon. (laughs) Exactly. I'm doing that too, but I still keep my weapon, so I'm all good. (laughs) Uh, Where did who told you that? You Listen, that? Kevin, you're talking to an educated student <laughs> of history, okay? It's a fact. And there's just no reason to be shaking hands. It's just it's pretty disgusting when you think about it, especially <laughs> when you have no idea where that person's hands yeah. have been. But as all of us, like now, three New Yorkers and now, you know, a New Yorker, because Janet lives in New York, I think after 9-11, New York had a really hard time coming back. Everybody moved to the suburbs because they were scared. And it took a decade before people started going, I want to be in New York City again. So it's going to be uh, interesting what happens now. And especially if, you know, I have lots of friends who own restaurants that, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to survive. So, I mean, what makes New York is so great is obviously all the, the restaurants and the theater yeah. and all of that stuff. So hopefully it will come back. But it's great that you guys are going to go there and shoot because uh, hopefully. Cause yeah, that's awesome. I really I'm, it's bizarre to think how much things have changed like who could have predicted this if someone mm-hmm. told you this was gonna have the whole world was gonna shut down shirley mclean did she really did <laughs> shirley, i work with shirley mclean yeah. on what i mean she's on just... downton abbey she's incredible she was talking about ufos for like yeah. six hours <laughs> she's predicted uh, like the, the malibu fire she lives in malibu and she said you know told friends of mine that it's gonna be a fire coming through and she, actually, well, she predicted I an earthquake too. So I mean, we should. All but does be she ready predict bad shit every day? She is a great actress, but she's I a little kooky. So <laughs> I'm just wondering how many predictions came true, and if you just say one every day, like maybe, yeah. you know, something's yeah. gonna. Happen. 
Yeah. yeah. There's going to be a fire in Malibu. Everyone's going to want to leave New York yes. City one day. I You're love never that, gonna... though. That but she did predict it, like, r- pretty much right before the fire, so... Like within a year before the fires. All right, so. a year. So oh, does she still? I mean, it's not too that often. No. What does she say about the rest of the pandemic? Yeah, like how <laughs> you know, Janet's got a good question. Yeah, I hear she predicted this as well. Well, what's the ending? That's really what we need now. What happens next? That's what Shirley MacLaine needs to tell us if she wants to really get you know, vaccine steal my heart. and everything goes back to normal. So I you think I that think. the vaccine? We should take the vaccine, whatever vaccine comes out. I'm nervous about this. Vaccine. I, I am too, but I have elderly parents, so I would take it. You have to wait to see. The government lies all the time until it's proven safe. You're not going to give it to your child when they say, oh, we know it's safe. Because the truth is they don't know it's safe until it really gets out there. Mm -hmm. It's like Apple releases a new software and nothing fucking works, even though they've been working on it for a year and a half Mm -hmm. with trillions of dollars. So I think it's it's a scary thing. The COVID vaccine, this is just a little fact for you, they (laughs) tested it on ferrets because apparently ferrets have got similar immune systems to us and all 20 (laughs) of the ferrets died and now they've just because they're rushing it through they're now testing it on people in africa real people in africa it's already being tested so while we're having a really dark conversation (laughs) (laughs) so what do you got tell us about the graphic novel is it true you had this idea for a graphic novel from a dream Okay, first of all, what's a graphic novel? I was going to ask. <laughs> well, I had an idea from a dream that I had. It was more like a visual thing. Then I talked to a friend who was a producer. He was at Dark Castle at the time with Joel Silver, and he was like, this is so great. Like, this is such a cool idea. And he was like, can we, like, be a great movie? And I was like, obviously, like, great, <laughs> let's run with it. Nothing ever happened. And then he left Dark Castle. He was working like as an independent producer and he took it. Someone came to him like a comic book company, Paper Paper Movies, and they were interested in making it into a comic book. So I mm. then got I was like in this office for three days helping break the story. And then I just did visual approvals and things like that. And I, I made a graphic novel. But what was the dream? The dream was that I was up in this airplane. It had a glass floor and the whole world was on fire and I there was only certain people from my life that were on the plane with me and I was wow. looking around as to who was there. It changed a lot as we started coming up because it was a piece of something that we then developed a story around. So they're stuck on the plane. Yes. Well, scorched sort of, earth. but they have to let it scorch earth. They land and... In certain areas that they think are okay. And everyone's they dead try to, after that? Or there's still people... Well, I mean, you're... You're going to have to look at okay. the comics. Yeah. So I don't wanna... well, fair enough. And, and graphic novels. I'll wa- Watchmen was a graphic okay. novel. So you didn't draw. No, I didn't draw for this. And you're happy with the, the drawing? I or? also didn't write. I mean, I, I should preface, I didn't write it in the end. Someone else did. But I ha- I got to be there throughout the process of them, like, That's breaking cool. the story nice. and get visual approval. It was fun. It makes me think of that. And t- you chipped in on the uh, story a little yeah, bit, Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. Well, I tried to fight for things that then Good. I realized maybe these people know more, <laughs> more about graphic novels than me. So I should uh, go, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. We can make uh-huh. it like that. You know, I was on Tales of the Crypt back in the day. That's a kind of drama <laughs> line right there. Were you? Yes. Were you a villain or what were you? Yeah, I was like a, a the fraternity brother who was just beat up on the other kids. Would Shocker. Drag <laughs> shit into the house and make them lick Holy. it off. Make it lick, lick them off my shoe, lick the shit off my shoes. And he was decapitated in the end. And they made a great head. You know, they had my head chopped off and That's I wanted funny. to keep it. Where is that episode? How are we not watching that right now? We need to find that one. Yes. Jenna, what kind of villains have you played? Have you played a villain? I played a witch in a show called Salem uh, that was like three years, and that was intense. But she was sort of she was sort of like a Tony Soprano in that like she was a bad person doing bad things, but you sympathized with them. Right. The Black Mirror episode I did, she's right. sort of a villain, but not really. Yeah. And John Hamm is in that episode as well. It's yeah. good. You should, yeah. Dylan, you should watch it's Black great. Mirror. It's Black like, Mirror, I'm down. Well, it's I'm Twilight down. Zone with like a modern twist to it. So, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's an episode, did you see that episode where basically if you don't have enough Instagram followers, right. you can't get into that restaurants or <laughs> reservations. Bryce Dallas Howard. Is there a technology element to every Black Mirror episode? Pretty much. Because yes. I feel like everything I see, it's got a microchip. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's it, what it is. So, I mean, it's... Wow, that's you know. pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. And it's technology that feels one step ahead of where we are. So it mm-hmm. feels so believable that we could get to that point. I think that's why mm-hmm. the stakes feel 
high. Right, yeah. I would block Doug it. right now, and he, I would just be looking at a pixelated <laughs> empty seat. I had a question. You made me forget my question. With your stupid <laughs> fucking comment. <laughs> Such an idiot. Black Mirror. Do you get offered that, or do you got to audition for that? I auditioned. Oh, yeah, I was back in England after I'd done a season of Salem, so I was on my off time and when you watch a show that you really like and an audition comes up for it you just know you're going to blow it right you're like oh, of course i already yes. love this show it's the ones you and hate so, that you get right? <laughs> but you get like more nervous you're like oh the yes. stakes are really high um and i got it so it was really exciting good yeah. job and how was john we didn't have scenes together but i met him at the rap party and then i've met him again a couple of times since so great in the right. i think he's such a great actor yeah. big hockey fan big hockey fan Big St. Louis Blues fan. <laughs> I love the British. Who does he support? <laughs> Who does he Why don't we speak like that? I've been there to a hockey support. game before. Where? Really? Uh, in New York. Where do you live in New York? In the city? I, well, I was living in the East Village, but now when I go back, we're moving to Brooklyn. Okay. I was, yeah, I was going to say you should probably go out to Westchester. Now you got you got the little I know, one. I know. Did you ever go to Emilio Bolatos on Houston Street? No. You need to go. Emilio, I should have asked you for great places because I, I remember lots, you getting lobster shipped in from <laughs> lots of salad yes, from Sables. Um, you yeah. get that? You get that. But Emilio's Bolato on Houston uh, Street in New York yeah, City. That's is a good spot. The best Italian restaurant. Where do you guys shoot that show? Well, we did shoot at Bellevue Hospital quite a lot and in Brooklyn, Greenpoint Studios. Kev Westchester, yeah. she lives in Brooklyn. She'll live right near the studio. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, too. But uh, she does have a little one, Kevin, and living in the <laughs> suburbs is a great yeah. place to raise a kid. True, true. Look how good Kevin came out. That's. I mean, look, face. if you want to come out. Like I, I <laughs> you have a boy or a girl? I don't even. I have a girl. We oh, went over right. this. Yeah. Did you miss that? The we, first. You missed that. We talked names. Well, I knew, we talked. I knew Sunday she had a baby. could be I either. Remember. Oh, yes. Sunday, yeah. of course. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, June, remember that? Yes. Kevin, I know, Kevin. I remember. Shit on the memory of my mother. I did. It's a joke. It's a joke. We all miss my mother. My mom died too, dude. My mom died too. I'm not competing. I'll fucking block this guy. I'm not laughing about my mind. pixelated blob over there. We would be looking right through each other because we'd be blocking each other. pixelated businessman behind the glass. It would be amazing to, to pixelate Connolly. Though. I it would, really, it would Doug, actually be... If I could be block it. you at will, I would just do it to piss I you off. I want to focus on Janet, please. Yes. Have you ever blocked anybody? Mm, yes. Like fans or friends? What? I've blocked a few fans. Yeah. I tend to not open the the DMs, mm. but sometimes it's like image is blown. I think, oh, I get curious, <laughs> oh, you know? you got to look at it. And then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then I kind of, but then I don't block them for some like obscene photos. <laughs> I think I don't have to look at them. But then if it continues <laughs> wait, in wait, a manner So you'll of, like, give one warning shot for an obscene photo. You'll let one slide. I mean, I don't have enough followers to be blocking people. Look at the blurred slides. photo. You got to look at the blurred photo. It's very photo. hard not to. Hard not my to. girlfriend got mad at me that I opened a blocked photo. And honestly, I'm 52 years old. I don't expect to get naked pictures of anybody. I'm not anticipating that. <laughs> well, so what, I, what did you think it was? I didn't know. I just got, I see, you know, photo, mm-hmm. it's blurred. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. All right. You know, to be honest with you, uh, people know I like food and animals. I get a lot of food and animals. <laughs> okay. But this was not. This was you a- do like food. Yeah. I mean, oh you. God. there was a like time, you. let's be honest, where your fat. Instagram was <laughs> Like, if you were eating crazy amounts yeah, of food. Don't yeah, you? that was this morning. Yeah. That was this <laughs> no, no, no. It's, You're looking really slim right it's now. Not, but. It's not. I went on this uh, no added sugar diet. I mean, I used to eat for like for three. <laughs> That's what I would do. You really and, do. Uh, Surprisingly, I think it's rarer for a woman to send a photo out like that. But what is it with guys like and dick pics or whatever? It's like you can't be. It's just. I'll be honest with you. I've never. I've never <laughs> understood it. I would never send it. I've never had. Thank God. I mean, Kevin Dillon didn't know down. what his DM was till I was three like, weeks ago. DM? It was not for this podcast. He wouldn't know what serious. Instagram is. All right, let's focus on Janet raising a baby. How was that? Like, really awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I'm actually very grateful that I have her during this time because we can all spiral out of control, right? And not having any understanding of what the future is going to look like, it's frightening. But when you just have to get on and stay in a good space yeah actually it's better for me otherwise i think i would just not be getting out of bed and yeah well i think you know there's a great line i can't believe i remember the movie but laurel canyon i think was the movie and she said like when you have a child the the suicide option is over you know what i mean and the truth is you do you have to get it together for your kid and 
and mm-hmm. I think all of us, this is the toughest time for our children, like more than me. And you know, I'm, I'm kind of like you, you know, know, I got a teenager who's going should be in school right now. Yeah. And this is the best times of their lives, and, and, yeah, and the be. time where they it find what yeah. they're going to do. You know, oh man, I'm Can't depressed in here. Jesus Christ, it's raining! It's raining inside. It's raining in the booth. <laughs> Let's go back to Janet. When did you know you wanted to be an actor? Uh, I think someone told me I was good at it when I was maybe like seven, it was a school teacher, called she, my mum in and she said... She tore her knee up and yeah. realized, like, I can't be a ballerina. I gotta get a job, yeah. <laughs> no, I, she called my mum in and she said, oh, I think she should join our uh, adult, like a pantomime thing. Pantomiming is if you're an extra, right, and you're in the background at the bar and it's like, yeah. all right, pantomime, and you're okay. like having okay, the animated yeah. conversation without making the noise. Yeah, so let, let's hear about your first show, but don't spoil it for Kevin Dillon in case he sees it. <laughs> well, I never got to do it. My mom was like, when, when is it? And she was like, Tuesday and Thursday evenings. And my mom was like, hell no. Like, I'm not <laughs> right. driving her off to somewhere. But that was kind of the moment where I thought, oh, wow, I'm at that age when someone tells you you're really good at something, it's, it becomes yeah. a possibility, right? Yes. So... I always wanted to be an actor, but I didn't really know. I don't come from a jazzy family. My dad is a postman and my mom works in a post office. Right. And I'd always danced and I got a scholarship to a dance school. So I was like, oh, yeah, like performing. That's the similar sort of thing. But I hated it. Right. I hated dance college. It was so regimented and such. it was not a creative space and it was really difficult on my body. And then I managed to get into What do your feet look like? Disgusting. Ballerinas they are always disgusting. have and rough I have no, feet. <laughs> I have no feeling in my toes because they've been broken yes. so many times. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, and so then when big you, calluses on your toes. Yeah, too. they're really <laughs> ugly. Actually, on Wiki Feet, which I'm sure you guys have seen this, your feet are probably on there. They take photos of your <laughs> oh, feet, no. and so, someone showed it to me. I think maybe my husband was like, "Look, your feet are on Wiki Feet," and someone oh wrote, God. "How is this woman so pretty with such ugly feet?" <laughs> Ballerina. <laughs> like, well, a friend of both of ours, I, I dated her for a long time, Leslie Judge. She was a professional ballerina, and she's a beautiful girl, but her feet were just <laughs> calluses all over the top of her toes. And is just... she still blocked or not? No, no, no. Me and Leslie good. are. Uh, Great friends right. again. We're, just, not pixelated. we're talking all the time. Uh, <laughs> me and Leslie are back. Uh, all right, good. So, but what, Janet, yeah. you've had a really amazing career. You really have. Well, I want to wanna hear the transition from when. So you go from dancing and then you start acting in England, obviously. Mm-hmm. And what? You get an agent there or what do you do? I did a play. After I left dance college, I couldn't get an agent because no acting agent wants to take on someone who's been to, like as a dancer. So I did a couple of commercials, which like helped me save a bit of money. I produced a play and starred in it mm. in London. My friend Geth and Anthony, who ended up being in Game of Thrones. What was that play called? Fairy Tale Heart. It's a oh. Philip Ridley play. And yeah. then Dallas Smith, who is like as far as agents go in 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 the UK. I mean, he's Kate Winslet's agent. Wow. He's like a very big kind of old school British agent. He took me on. Uh, he's not my agent anymore, but he took me on. And then he was like, I think you the, you need to work in America. So he was like, let he sent me out there for a pilot season and I screen tested for something. And it was like America for me was like immediately people responded to my work and there was so many auditions. But I just kept getting really close and not. Right. actually ended up getting it. So then there was Story like a, the first, yeah, the first few <laughs> years were hard and now. And now I'm a bit luckier because things sort of come my way from relationships that I've already built. Right. You need both. You need the talent. You need the luck. You need also persistence, you know. And Yeah. I think you need – well, you need the talent to be able to have a long career, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can get lucky and a part can be kind of written for you. And then if you want to keep working and doing other things, I think a big part of that is talent. Right. Right. And persistence. You got to be like Johnny Drama, basically. Yeah. Nobody was more persistent than him. True. Yeah. Looking at your IMDb, your overall body of work, you've done really well, especially post Entourage. Do you know what? Isn't that funny? Because I. I wouldn't say I walk down the street like you guys and people are like, oh my God, it's Jenna Montgomery. I'm not made to be a star, I don't think. I'm like, I'm just an I, actor. I disagree. I really do disagree. A, but there's a different kind of element. But it gives me the freedom also to go in and like I still audition for stuff and become someone else. Whereas right. when you're like, people know you as something, it's harder. And then you're the saying show, that Dylan and I are typecast? No, but I, I don't know what it, <laughs> I don't know what it is. The show I'm on right now, I can be sat having lunch with my co-stars and that people recognize them and they don't recognize me. I think I look different I on honestly, camera. I really do mean this. And, and the change of accents helps too. Yeah, no, true. but I also, I do. I think it's a testament 
to your acting. I really do, mm-hmm. because I think you become whatever you are. And and as I said it, when you did that Jersey accent right here, you awesome. literally, I'm, I'm being serious, not just the accent. I'm, I have a good ear for accents as well. Your whole face changed. Everything about you just suddenly was like, I was like, oh, my God. It's like, you know, and it did. It's like, you know. it weirds my husband out. Can you imagine? I do become someone else. Now it's a test for me because I can't just become someone else and right. go live a you different life. You can't bring life. it home to your kid. No, you know, I like, like have to switch and be a mum again and be mm. like a good wife to my husband, whatever the <laughs> fuck that means. Um, but, you know, like seem yeah. like a sane person when I come home from work. Right. So, yeah, it's weird for him because I do tend to like to dive into things. For right. Me. Janet's story is great and amazing. And, you know, when you come into this town knowing absolutely nobody and you go to auditions, it's an intimidating thing, especially for a young woman. And I think your career has been pretty amazing so far. And I think there's going to be a, a lot to go, which is great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, really awesome to have you here. And hopefully we'll do it again. And yeah, New Amsterdam, hopefully, is coming back soon hopefully. if they can shoot. Good luck with the baby and the marriage. And, and All right, longest episode ever. Right, let's wrap it up. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Janet Montgomery, for coming in and dealing with these two people. Thanks, Janet. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you for employing it. me all those years ago. <laughs> yes, I that twelve hundred dollars. I hope you made. Do you know it what? Then, but it kickstarted my career in a lot of ways. Nice. So thank you. Well, thank you. You were awesome, and uh, that wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen at Mr. Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon at Kevin Dillon Official. Victory. Twelve followers each. <laughs> oh, I'm Janet Montgomery at Janie Montgomery. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Good stuff. Bye.